0: Hey y'all happy wednesday and welcome back to another episode of P for podcast my name is laura and i'm very happy to have you here and with us today is one of my dear dear friends callie kirby She has a heart of gold, which I said last episode, but I say it because I mean it. She is so compassionate. She is constantly caring for others. She will do anything she can to help a friend. And she's the perfect person to speak some wisdom and truth about compassion to us today. A lot of good things come in your way, and I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Here's my conversation with Callie. I am so great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so happy to be here with you today virtually. Yes, virtually. Another phone interview. Eventually people will get to in person, but we are just not there yet. Safety matters. Um, but we're going to jump into it because we have a lot of really good stuff to cover with this episode and Callie has a lot of knowledge to share so let's start off with the basics let's go Callie even though I keep saying your name um (laughs) what's your name tell us something that has kept you sane during quarantine we're going to switch it up a little bit and then tell us something that you collect
1: Yes, so my name is Callie Kirby, and a couple things that have kept me sane during quarantine would just be uh, spending time in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being able to make different recipes that maybe take longer than normal has been very therapeutic for me, and then uh, sharing those meals with my husband has been really fun. And then also, I've really enjoyed planting and gardening. It's Mm -hmm. the springtime in Texas, and so it's about to get really hot. Yes. But spending some time outside has been nice because the weather has been so lovely. And I've planted herbs, and I've planted flowers. And so that's been kind of fun to, you know
0: give my house a little facelift on the outside while yeah. I'm
1: stuck at home.
0: <laughs> stuck on the inside, but a facelift on the outside.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then a couple of things that I collect. I was trying to think about this because it's like when I was younger, I – collected things like bunnies and rabbits because uh-huh. my birthday is <laughs> close to easter yes and so i would always get like a bunch of bunnies and stuff and i was like obsessed with that animal but like as an adult i i truly don't collect uh, that much anymore so i was uh-huh. thinking about like what like what is something that maybe i do collect and i would say like as cheesy as this sounds it's really like memories. And so whether it's Mm -hmm. photos or mementos from a trip, like rocks or seashells, it's like, I am constantly looking to take something, uh, you know, to remember a season of life that I've done or like a vacation I went to with family and friends. Uh, and so it's kind of cheesy, but I definitely have like, almost half of my home decor is just like memories of places I've been or seasons I've uh, spent, you know, that kind of represent that.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that because honestly, like I feel like the thoughts kind of fade after a while or maybe you don't remember things as clear as you used to. But if you have a physical object from each trip, no matter what that is it does kind of spark and trigger a memory so I think that's really great it's
1: it's really awesome to kind of you know have it in your home and it kind of makes everything
0: happy and then it's like a story to tell when people come over which is true, because I think every time Alex and I come to your home, you go <laughs> into your little dining area where you've got like the old cameras and the stuff from your engagement with Jonah and all that stuff. And it's so fun to look at it, even if you don't know what it is. It brings intrigue. It's so fun.
1: Yes. And it kind of, you know, represents who we are. So it's it's really neat.
0: Yes. I love that. Amazing. And FYI, back to the quarantine thing. Callie is a fantastic baker. And she has cooked for us before, and it's so good. So if you're not friends with Callie, you might want to get on that, so she'll cook and bake for you, just FYI. (laughs)
1: Yes, please come over after quarantine because I'm losing my mind. (laughs) I need people to be in my home.
0: Yes, it's so hard to be away from people, especially people that you're used to seeing every day or – I don't know, like, a couple times a week or even just once a month at this point. Yes, just exactly. Anything, but being stuck here on these gorgeous days where you can't go to a patio, it's awful.
1: (laughs) I know. But we'll come out stronger. Heck yeah, we will. And we'll be more grateful for the time that we spend with our family and friends.
0: Amen. Already speaking truths compassion with also can i just say c for compassion with callie kirby is the best name that's so funny you were destined for this before you even knew yes (laughs) okay well let's do this let's talk about compassion because this is a good word and when i asked um One of my friends, what the word should be for C, it was actually really hard to pick because there's a lot of good words for C, but compassion is just so hard to do consistently and to do genuinely, so we thought this would be a really good one to go with for our first C word. Um, Okay, so the Merriam-Webster definition of compassion is sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it okay so and i want to point this out after i read the next definition because it goes into our first talking point here so in terms of biblical definitions on compassion.com according to the article what the bible says about compassion um, someone else's heartbreak becomes your heartbreak another suffering becomes your suffering True compassion changes the way we live. And I got to say, when I looked up that definition on that article, it had like so many definitions or not definitions, um, well, kind of definitions in the Bible or examples in the Mm -hmm. Bible of compassion and where it's used. I mean, so many. Jesus was so compassionate to people that no one else thought deserved that compassion. So our first talking point is that Webster's definition talks about alleviating that pain or suffering, trying to fix it. But as Christians, we're supposed to take that pain and suffering on, which is real heavy to load and bear. Yes. So, Callie, what does that look like in current times? Let's let's ha- let's help people understand what that means and what that looks like.
1: I think a lot of times like we get kind of stuck with compassion Mm-hmm. and we'll be like, oh, well, I'm not good at that, so oops, you know, instead of really looking at ways that we can be compassionate because it can look like a lot of different ways. Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean you're like, you know, hand-in-hand hand with a person crying with them if that's not what you can give. It can it can look like you praying for them, you know, in your own home. Mm-hmm. It can look like you just, you know, exchanging a smile to someone that you think looks down. It doesn't have to be an over-the-top um, I'm going to, you know, run to your house at midnight and hold you while you cry. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like a lot of times uh, we are just like, you know what, compassion sounds a little too difficult. So I'm just going to pretend like nothing is happening (laughs) instead of trying to like step into those spaces. And so, um, or it's like, it's awkward. And so some people are like, you know, you know, emotions make me feel uncomfortable, so I'm not going to step into it. But I think that there are many ways that we can step into uh, people's struggles yes. without um, without kind of overthinking it, if you will.
0: Yep. That, yes, that's so good. And I think um, having the difficulty processing and showing emotion definitely does affect our abilities to be compassionate. Because if we don't truly understand what we're feeling, we can't really relate to the feelings of others. And, Absolutely, And that's what compassion is. And like I said, Jesus was so compassionate. Like, he took on all of our pain for eternity when he died on the cross. Exactly. And, and that's, like, the ultimate definition of compassion, the ultimate example of it. Um, so, obviously, we're not going to be as good at showing compassion as Jesus. Mm-mm. <laughs> Wouldn't that <No>. be nice? <laughs> But it's still we can still um, show compassion to the people who need it the most and understanding like love languages and Enneagram and things like that that help you learn how to love that person, I think really helps with compassion, too.
1: Yeah, and, like, compassion doesn't mean, like, you are Jesus or even a licensed therapist. Right. You know, so, like, things are going to affect you deeply. Yes. And sometimes it makes it hard for even the person showing compassion to be able to handle, like, you know, with whatever's going on, whether that's the situation mm-hmm. um, or feelings or even, you know, just uh, how to be, like, the best person ever and, like, put that pressure on yourself. Yeah. But I think that... Um, You know, compassion and prayer go hand in hand. And so when we embark in a journey to walk with someone with their trials and hardships, we're not meant to do that alone. And so inviting God into those spaces gives you freedom to show um, love and gives God control to heal. Instead of you putting that pressure on yourself to heal the situation, you're simply there to love like Jesus and invite God in. And I think that that is like the main uh, you know, purpose of compassion, not for us to take that on ourselves, because I struggle with that deeply. I think like, oh, I have you know, I have somehow, somehow I have control and I can fix this or I can help this person. And sometimes, and more like all the time, <laughs> that's not what we're called to do. Yeah. We're just simply called to just step in those spaces, and invite God in and show love. Mm-hmm. And we're putting too much weight on what the human can do when we think that we are going to be the ones that heal the situation instead of God. And so that brings me comfort because oftentimes, like, I feel a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. Um, just because, like, I do feel a lot. And so, like, you know, feeling for others comes naturally to me. I don't even Mm -hmm. have to know you sometimes. (laughs) Um, And so that comes with, I think, a lot of, like, pressure and guilt and just all of that wrapped in and so it's really nice reminder that like you know what god calls us to this but he calls us into this like with him and he he Mm -hmm. wants to be the main part of this whole compassion thing it's not just us with a person it's like a you know it's a triangle it's us with the person and you know inviting jesus and god into those spaces
0: oof Okay, well, I can tell you right now, I'm going to have to pause this and go back and take notes. It's okay. (laughs) Because that was so good. That spoke a lot of truth. And I think as women, it's extra hard to not want to just fix people. We see somebody that maybe just needs some help or has a problem, and we think, ooh, yes, I'm going to go fix this person, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And like you said, we're not the ones doing the healing. We're not the ones doing the fixing. That is solely with God. We are just praying for them and supporting them.
1: Yes, exactly. And, like, you know, we're called to compassion because it's a way— we connect with our community, and, and it's a human way that we can show love like Christ. Yeah. But we can't put, you know, we can't give ourselves more power than we than we are, than we have. Like, you know, we don't have yeah. that power to fix the person or fix the situation. And God doesn't want us to have that burden on our shoulders in that regard because that's only meant for Him. And you mm-hmm. know.
0: That's what we do. We just figure it out. Um, Yeah, I completely agree. We're not built for that. We're built to put our troubles and put our worries to the Lord. And that's what he's there for. He wants to answer those prayers. He wants to be there for us. We should never have to do anything alone as long as we have that relationship with God.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think, you know, if you're sitting here and you're struggling to think like, you know, this isn't my gift, you know, showing compassion, feeling feelings. It's just not something that I, you know, can do well. And you think that about yourself, like, I would just encourage you to step into those spaces and, and, you know, just kind of read the Bible and see how Jesus did it because really, you know, we're made in the image of God. And so I, I believe that, we can, um, the more and more that we learn about Jesus, the more and more we can reflect Jesus. And so it is possible, even if you're not the one that's crying at, you know, the sad commercials, you're still able to give compassion. And so, you know, don't put yourself in a box because you're fearful that you're not going to be there for someone enough or, help someone out enough or say the right things or do the right things, uh, just step into that with the Lord by your side. And, and it won't be a situation that you'll regret. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause it can seem a little scary. Like, you know, I don't want to go into this, this person's already going through a lot. I don't want to say anything that's going to mess it up more. Yep. Um, and I, I just think that that's the enemy speaking to you. And so mm. I would just suggest That you would just be like, goodbye, Satan, and step into those spaces. Because I think, you know, that's when true community is built and, like, beautiful things happen when we walk together in community.
0: Yes, 100%. And it ties really closely with our first two words on the podcast, being authentic and being bold. Because, like we, this is mentioned um, in the Be For Bold podcast, is that you can't really truly be bold if you're not being your authentic self. And when you show compassion, a lot of times it's, well, not a lot of times, but a lot, you have to be bold to go show compassion to various people in various situations where you may not feel qualified to be there Mm -hmm. for that person. Um, But it kind of goes into my next question. It's sometimes really hard to show compassion to people that in our minds don't deserve it. (laughs) And I mean that with so much love, but they're (laughs) just those people that we don't get along with, that we don't agree with. So how can we show compassion to those people?
1: Absolutely. And I'm the first to admit that, like, that is a sin struggle, you know, to have your mind clouded, you know, because you (laughs) think negatively about a person and you're just like, you know what, they cause that on themselves. Okay. And and that's that's not okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's it. I think we can all admit and come to the table and say that, like, that is a struggle. Um, And I think sometimes the reason why we think, oh, this person might not be, uh, Worthy of compassion is is because we think compassion is more or less all. I feel bad for you. Yeah. And I and I think compassion should really be regardless whether the person deserves it or not. Because if you're only there for someone because you're thinking, oh, this is so sad, this is happening to you, it's like where is your heart even in that in that space of you know the person might deserve compassion. You're looking down on someone to figure out whether they need it or not. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we're looking at compassion as just a way that we, um, love like Christ and and that becomes more of the verb, then I feel like it's easier to see all situations the same versus like this person's more worthy and this person is not worthy because we are not called to judge whether a person or not is worthy Mm -hmm. of love or care or kindness or, yeah, um, you know, friendship, you know, and you don't know what's happening behind closed doors. And I know that's probably a saying that is always overused, <laughs> but you really don't know what people mm-hmm. are struggling with, you know, mm-hmm. in their own heads or in their own homes or you, you just don't know. And so it, it's like, what do you gain by not being kind to somebody? Nothing. Right. And so I think that's Sometimes it's easier. Of course it's easier to just be like, I'm just gonna ignore. <laughs> I'm gonna ignore yep. <laughs> it. but it's amazing when you don't ignore it how like you could gain a friend that you thought you never have. like
0: yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. absolutely. And it this is I know we've all heard this. If you were raised in the church, even if you weren't raised <laughs> in the church, this has been beaten to you. It's to love your neighbor. We all come from such different backgrounds and in the world we live in today where we're so divided by politics and race and just disagreements in general. It is so important as Christians and as humans to be a light to people that need it the most, even when it's hard, because that shows just how amazing God is, is being able to take those people that no one else really wants to give time to and still loving them and still caring for them.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think that when you see someone and you're like, I don't want to give my time to them. I I do believe that that is from the enemy sometimes. And it's because Mm -hmm. if you did spend that time with them, Think about how much it would do for the kingdom, and and the enemy doesn't want you to embark on that, but Jesus yep. does. And so I, I think it like it is such a way that the enemy plays in our head and keeps us from these life giving um, situations because you know even though you might be the one giving compassion, you will learn a heck of a lot from the person yes. that you're giving compassion to yes. if they're struggling with something like that like just even just giving them compassion, they have so much more to give back to you. And I think sometimes people see compassion as one sided, but I think it can be two sided and you can really learn from somebody else's struggles and it will also kind of enlighten you and like maybe you are more privileged uh, than the person that you're showing compassion to and they can Mm -hmm. teach you a lot about, you know a situation that you don't ever have to go through. Yeah. And that can really be life giving and open your eyes to a whole new world that you have never experienced that is beneficial for you to understand.
0: If that makes any sense. It makes a lot of sense and it's so relevant today. Just I mean, we're all in different points of life and seasons of life and we're all dealing with different things and everybody deserves a second chance and everybody deserves a chance Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so if we want to do what we are put here to do and that's to share the gospel and to bring people to Christ then you have to get yourself uncomfortable you have to go out and be compassionate to people that maybe even your own church is telling you not to be compassionate too, Because that is, honestly, yes, I think it's, it's true. kind of a current struggle, is some Christians treat Christianity as an elite club. Yes. <laughs> and we're it's not. Like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll care for you, but you have to meet somewhat requirements first. Yeah, Or I'll care for you, but I have to agree with everything that you're doing before I care for you. Yes. And, and that's not what Jesus did. No. And so we should not be like that.
0: Right. I don't even know where they get that idea, but I guess it's, I mean, that's because why it's they comfortable. Yeah, it's comfortable. It, yeah,
1: it's comfortable. it makes sense to them. It, they can reason in their mind that it's worth it if, if you know, these people meet this box.
0: Mm-hmm. And I went to a church a few times. Uh, I guess that was, I think that was like two years ago. And when I, every time I went into that building, I felt like I had to look my best and act my best because everybody else was just like young and beautiful and it was so intimidating and good for them I'm so glad that (laughs) there are these gorgeous people but I think that makes it kind of hard to show compassion sometimes Because like look at these perfect people oh yes like they don't have because
1: exactly sometimes like like sometimes compassion is like You know, it can be the person that you think has it all together, you know, because a lot of times it's a front, because no one has anything all together.
0: (laughs) Amen to that.
1: And so it's like, you're like, wait, what? I thought you were perfect. I'm so
0: confused. That's why it's so nice to see people on Instagram. And we I mean, this was talked about in the first episode. That's just how relevant it is. Just being more real with what you're dealing with, because like you said, nobody's got it all together. We're all going through something. So, that's yeah. Why. And I think even if,
1: like, you know, if you struggle with finding, you know, sometimes some of us have. I feel like we just have this vision of we can see people hurting, mm-hmm. and and we can, you know, find those people easily. And and I feel like that sending that God. Blessed me with, I feel like I'm, I'm I kind of know if someone's down and I know when yep. to reach out. And it's just kind of like this instinct. And if that's like something that you don't have, or even if you do have that instinct, I think sometimes compassion is just being vulnerable. Like if you're willing to just be vulnerable with someone, I think that that like opens a door for someone to feel safe with you. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's you kind of just being like, here are my struggles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yep. and just being very vulnerable with somebody. Uh, and I and I think that that leads to a relationship where compassion is more of something that is on both sides and acceptable
0: and mm-hmm. I don't know. It makes me think of one of my friends. Uh, she told me, turn your mess into your message. Yes. And yes. I think that sums it up perfectly because to give off the impression that Christians are perfect and have it all together and that we're like the golf clubs of religion where we're just so exclusive and you have to pay all this money to be a member is so inaccurate. Like we all deal with so many things and especially young women because we're being like pulled in so many different directions of what to believe and what to think. So I feel like Us as fellow 20-something-year-old women Christians have to give extra compassion to those in the same boat as us because we are so—I don't even know what the right word is, but it's like it's impossible to be right but you're trying so yeah. hard not to be wrong. <laughs> does that make any sense?
1: Yes, it definitely does. We're in this space of, we're just very vulnerable, you know, because we have the world tugging at us at all different directions, yeah. telling us, you know, this is what you should do. This means that you're worthy. This means that you're not, you know, and it's just, it's a complete lie, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. than the, what, the bible tells us but it's so hard not to get sucked down that rabbit hole because it is coming from all different directions
0: yes exactly and it's people that you respect telling you things it's people that you don't know that are telling you things and opinions or have no clue what's going on in your relationships and it's just it's unwanted let's just put it that way it is unwanted but speaking of, and, really- we're, and we're all,
1: and we're all sin And so it's like, you yeah. know, we've all done that to somebody and that sucks. Yep. Um, yep. And so none of us are above that. You know, we all, 100%. we have all done that before, but it's nice to be able to recognize when we do that and, yeah. you know, and we get grace for that and, and that's wonderful. But it's also just sucks that we have, you know, sucked down that by the whole, and then, you know, sometimes we're
0: the ones that uh, add to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes saying nothing about it is just as bad, you know, as doing the action mm-hmm. itself. Um, but I want to circle back to yes. the word relationships because... <laughs> Sometimes with the men in our lives and the friends, it's so hard to be patient and show compassion, especially for me in terms of patience. That's a whole other yeah, way. Yeah,
1: and, and that's actually funny because, you know, when you were saying, like, how do we, how do you give compassion to someone that you don't think deserves it or the yep. person that, you know, you don't want to spend time with or whatever. Well, sometimes for me, it's easier to give strangers <laughs> compassion than my favorite people on earth. Yes. And that is very sobering. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. And I think it's because it's like you you just kind of expect somebody to be on your level when they're not. Yeah,
0: you have high expectations for them.
1: You're like, I'm close to you, so you should be able to see, you know, when I'm getting sad or see if something is affecting me instead of, you know, treating them like you would treat you know a new like a new friend and you would have to kind of spell it out for them that you need help yeah um you know and so yep. I feel like I guess on that on that regard of like having you know uh men in your life or, or family or friends who aren't the best at you know stepping into those seasons with you yeah where you're maybe going through something yeah but also on the other hand of stepping into those seasons you know with your significant other because it's like sometimes you get lazy with your relationship just Mm -hmm. honestly And Mm -hmm. and it is easier to just kind of pursue a friend than the person living in your home and I don't know why that is like sometimes the situation yeah and I think it's just I don't know
0: Yeah, it's tough. And especially when you're in close quarters for a very long time, like with the situation that we're all in, if you're married or whatever (laughs) your situation may be, and you're having to see your significant other daily, I keep seeing posts on like Facebook that's like, I hate seeing all these people complaining about their loved ones. I just love my person so much. I am so grateful. It's like, okay, okay, hold on. If you're struggling or getting in more arguments with said person, it doesn't mean you love them any less. It just means you're a human.
1: It yeah. <laughs> just means you're not getting any interaction with anybody else. Yes. <laughs> for too much.
0: You need some alone time. It's just yeah. the way we are. You need it. And,
1: and, I, and, I, and I think that one of the reasons, at least for me that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it's easier for me to give compassion to new friends or strangers yeah. than people I'm really deep and close with is because, like, let's say someone is going through a struggle. Well, most of the time when you're going through a struggle, you can be outwardly, um, sometimes harsh with people that you love because it is a safe place yeah. to explore those emotions and kind of almost project on someone, you know, yeah. what you're feeling, and that is normal. And so it's like, If that is happening, then you're like, you know what? I don't really want to show this person compassion because they hurt me or they did this. Mm -hmm. And it all goes back to that thing of like compassion, like we show compassion for no other reason, but to love the person. It doesn't matter what they did to us, whether they're deserving or not. So even if it's someone that you love that hurt you, Mm -hmm. it is hard to turn the other cheek and still, you know, want to pursue them when you maybe feel like they're not pursuing you kindly, Mm -hmm. but you know, we're still called to do that. That. And, it, you know, and I, and I think if you're doing it, you know, in your home with, you know, someone who maybe did, uh, project on you or kind of take it out on you, I think it will speak volumes to them and make them feel, um, loved and, you know, forgiven. And so I think that's a whole nother, you know, thing on forgiveness and grace and all that, but yeah. all that to say, I think that's why it's sometimes a little bit harder to do that with people that maybe have hurt you.
0: Yeah. Definitely. And we take it very personally when it's somebody that you have those high expectations for, like your husband or your fiance, boyfriend, best friend, whatever it may be, because you care about them so much. You just hate that anything negative happened in between you. It's almost like a guilt for being mad, but you're still mad. And it's just a slippery slope. At least it's for me. I I will be mad at people, and then I feel bad about being mad For at being that mad. person. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's a lot of, and that's like so much guilt wrapped into it, and, yeah. and that's not, and that's from the enemy, and that's supposed yep. to keep you where you're at, yep. and that's so you can start self-hating yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and and none of that is what God wants from you, even when you mess up.
0: Right, the enemy will do whatever it takes to keep you from growing into who God wants you to be. So when you're showing compassion, that's like. A big no-no in the devil's eyes because it's like oh no this person is trying to live like jesus what can i do to stir the pot a little bit and then he does and it's so frustrating and it's so annoying at first because you can't
1: it's like let me put pop this thing in your head about when this person hurt you at this time two yep. days ago at this yep. <laughs> at three o'clock and you're like wait what like where did this I come from i didn't want to that <laughs> (laughs) But going back to what you were saying about, like, you feel guilt, you know, for being upset with somebody. Yeah. I think, I think oftentimes, like, we think of compassion as just to others, but we have to give it to ourselves sometimes. And that sounds a little weird. No, it's so (laughs) true. But it's like... It's, like, I know, like, back to the Enneagram, you know, ones and sixes do have inner critics, and it's, like, and other people do as well, and so I feel like it is really important to give compassion to yourself, because Mm -hmm. if you can't give grace or compassion to yourself, then you cannot give it to
0: others. Yep, yep, it's like having an empty cup. If your cup is empty, you cannot do anything for other people because you need something back to yourself you need to treat yourself with compassion and grace that is such a good point I hadn't even thought of that
1: yeah we do need to give grace to ourselves and my mom gave me a bracelet that said I am loved and it's just like a little metal bracelet and every time I look at that it's just kind of like a mantra to me like God loves me Mm -hmm. you know and so it's like then I should love me you know I should I should love me despite I did this this despite I think this you know all of our flaws or maybe there's things that we did do that are not good and, you know, are sinful. And we have, and we do need to seek forgiveness, but still we are loved no matter what you do. Yep. And so it's like, you have to have compassion for yourself. And and if you're struggling with that, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everybody struggles with that. And so it's totally normal, but it's not a space that you need to stay in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just... It's a really dark space, but if we can find the truth and we can remind ourselves and you can get a bracelet like I have and wear it on those during those seasons where you're really down about yourself or you're struggling to forgive yourself, um, that would just be my suggestion to just a constant reminder or memorizing a scripture um, that speaks to the way that Jesus loves you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are all good tips to kind of help you out. And then having a friend where you can just be raw and honest with. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you, those feelings that are, you know, self-hate really.
0: Yep. Self-care is a really big thing. The Lord wants you to rest. He wants you to view yourself the way he views you. And that should be your reality. And it's hard. It's really hard to do that. And not every day is going to be easy in terms of self-care and reminding yourself that you deserve as much compassion as you're giving out. But if we aren't at least somewhat able to take a step back and just love on ourselves, whether that looks like a face mask, whether that's just taking a nap or maybe having some quiet time, opening your Bible to your favorite chapter that brings you so much comfort, whatever it needs to be, if you are a healthy version of yourself, or at least trying to be the healthiest version of yourself, I promise it will be so much easier to show compassion to others because you will feel rested.
1: Yes. And, and I think that sometimes, you know, we feel like a hypocrite. Yeah. You know, if we're like, well, if I'm dirty, if I did this or, you know, if I suck at this or if I was mean to this person, then I'm giving compassion to that person. Like, who am I? Yeah. And I would just like to say, like, just put that to death. And like, mm-hmm. we are like, let's just be honest. We're all hypocrites. And so yep. <laughs> we are all hypocrites. Yeah. And that shouldn't that shouldn't put us in a box to not ever get better and so Mm -hmm. sometimes you are going to maybe be mean to your husband and then really nice to your friend and show (laughs) compassion to your friend and all that means is for the next day that you wake up try harder with your husband you know what I'm saying and so sometimes for me I struggle with just being like oh my gosh like I'm just not going to try at all because it's like I failed at this relationship or I failed at this friendship or I failed you know with my sister instead of just being like you know what I need to just say sorry when I did fail in a friendship or when I, you know, was hurtful and then it's okay to still give compassion to other relationships or other friendships. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect at, all, at everything before you can embark on something. You mm-hmm. know
0: what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very good advice. That's some, definitely something to make note of my friends. All these things Callie has said really. Um, and before we close out, I want to, Ask Callie, just what are some final tips, final words, final truths to share with our friends about compassion?
1: Dang, I don't know. I would just say um, that God is the ultimate giver of compassion yeah. by giving us Jesus, and mm-hmm. he, and Jesus is the one who can relate to us in all of our suffering and trials, Yeah. because he came to endure that for all of us, and so just don't put all the pressure on yourself yeah um when you're when you're going into those spaces, instead just just know it's a gift from the Lord that you that you are being chosen to walk with somebody during the season. Um, because you don't have to walk with someone in order for someone to get better because Jesus is doing all the work, you know, yeah, but just so you just see it as like, okay, this is like, this is an honor that the Lord chose me to be a witness. The Lord chose me to show love. The Lord chose me to get to know somebody and just kind of view it more as like, you know, a humble experience versus I have to go in and I have to fix things and I have to take it on. And I have to, you know, be like, cause I take things on as a burden and, you know, and, and it, it really affects me emotionally. Just kind of try not to see it like that and see it more as like, the Lord is just in, like is actually allowing me to come into a space where I can see him work you know what I'm saying oh, yeah. and I think if we're just viewing compassion as that and we're stepping into those spaces with that heads uh mindset and we um we're inviting God into those spaces with us and we are praying and I think that is our form of uh Relief, you know, like mm-hmm. the Webster Dictionary uh, definition that you said about, you know, the relief of that. Yep. I think that is where prayer comes in because yeah. we're not meant to carry all those burdens. We're not right. meant to, uh, you know, fix the situation, heal the person, be yep. the best per- friend, mentor, whatever, wife, sister, mother, anything. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. so that would just be like my tidbit is. Just don't put the pressure on yourself when it comes to compassion, but also don't um, don't forget to invite God in those spaces. Yes. And look for the spaces that look scary. Yes. And look for the people that you don't know very well, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's very important.
0: Yes, 100%. Oh, Callie, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us today. It has been really beneficial to myself and I know it's going to be beneficial to everybody else because it's such a good conversation and compassion is such a difficult thing, but it's also such a rewarding thing to really just take head on and to just invite the Lord into, into that safe space and uncomfortable space all at the same time. But I know.
1: And I want, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So sorry. And I wanted to say thank you to you for having me on uh, your show today. I think, you know, what you're doing for your community is lovely. And I think everybody listening in will just hear, uh, you know, your love for people and for the Lord. And I appreciate that. And then I also just want to say thank you for being one of my friends who constantly shows me compassion. And I don't know what I would do without it.
0: Uh, I'm so grateful for you. (laughs) Who would have thought that a job would bring us together, honestly?
1: (laughs) It's crazy. I'm very, very blessed.
0: Yes, I feel the same. Um, But I know people are going to want to know where they can find you after this and where they can get more amazing knowledge and love. So, Callie, where can we follow you on Instagram?
1: Callie underscore Jennifer with two N's.
0: You heard it here first, peeps. Give her a follow. Callie has lots of fun content with her family, specifically her dog. If you're a dog person, (laughs) you will love Teddy. He is so cute
1: and fluffy. Right now he needs a haircut bad.
0: Oh, no, I feel that. So does Harley, but I'm not going to give him one. I like him scruffy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Callie, well, thank you. I look forward to seeing you in person, hopefully soon.
1: Yes. Yes, please. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm so grateful to have compassionate friends. I know that I can sometimes struggle with that. Gossip is hard and it's so easy to do, but with compassion, there's so much reward than that temporary conversation about gossip. Compassion goes a long way, y'all, and it's not a grand gesture. It's not holding a boombox above your head at two in the morning to profess your love. It is just being there for people, listening to their stories, giving them a hug, countless other things. And that's my challenge to you this week and to myself. Let's show compassion to people that we don't immediately jump to to do it on a normal day. Let's show the world that we can love like Jesus does, even in these difficult times and with difficult people. All right, y'all. Next week. We're gonna get disciplined. We are talking about discipline with one of my friends who has shown so much discipline in every aspect of her life and it is so cool to see. So make sure to come back next Wednesday D for Discipline. And in the meantime, give us a follow on Instagram at P for Podcast. And we are now streaming on pretty much every streaming service that we listen to. We're still having a little spotty problems with Spotify, no pun intended, but I'm trying to get that worked out for you guys. But Apple Podcasts and many other things are all available to you. All right, y'all have a wonderful rest of your week. And I look forward to having you back next time.